This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 39 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Welcome to the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking with you about the mental side of sports. I look forward to doing this show with you every Sunday here in Kansas City. Our show is rebroadcast around the country the following week. And, um, you know, this show is a fun show. Last week we talked about my 40th year of work, which began this week. And I want to thank so many people for calling the show last week. So many wonderful people I've known over the years called in to share some stories about our work together so i want to thank everybody for that and before we get going today i've got a couple of producers who produce my podcast show and we're living in such a hard time now now this week we've got these terrible fires on the west coast and one of them lost his home fortunately he's safe with his family and i've already spoken to him wishing the best of luck and getting back on his feet with everything he was able to get out of his house with a lot of all his personal possessions that were prized to him. So fortunately, he's safe. His family's safe. But, you know, we're in such a difficult time right now. There's so many things going on. And this show, I try to address topics on here related to things going on. And, and as is par for the course this past week, there was another issue that came up in the media about mental health. And if you listen to the show, you know I've been talking about the topic of mental health for quite a while. I've been on the air 29 years, the last 19 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And I have talked about the importance of your mindset, your psychology forever, especially in the world of sports. For the longest time, people, for lack of better terminology, poo-pooed it, said, come on, mental health, what do you need, a bunch of weak guys, a bunch of out there playing come on you got to have strong guys out there well you know what athletes are people athletes have feelings athletes have emotions athletes go through everything you and i go through just because we may not be superior physically doesn't mean that the same emotions we have aren't equivalent to athletes i've been working now 40 years as a sports psychologist i've worked with athletes at all levels from youth sports all the way up to the Olympic and professional level. The oldest, someone asked me, who's the oldest person you've ever had in your office? I had an 81-year-old female golfer come in one time. 81-year-old. And I asked her, why are you here? And, and she, this is, she said exactly, Dr. Jacobs, I'm here because my putting sucks and I need some help. Wonderful lady. We worked on it, got her to relax and focus and she did a lot better. I don't care what sport you play. I don't care what level you're at. You are a human being. This past week, we saw the perfect example of why what I talk about on here is so important. Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. 
This past spring, his brother Jace committed suicide. September 10th was National Suicide Prevention Day. He talked about it in an interview with Graham Bessinger on In-Depth. And in this interview, he said he'd struggled with anxiety, depression, and sleeplessness during the coronavirus pandemic. And it became intensified when his brother committed suicide. For an individual like that to share that opens himself up to criticism. It's being weak. And it happened. He's not weak. He's strong. I've never met Dak Prescott. I have the utmost respect for this young man for what he said. So a day later, Skip Bayless, who I'm embarrassed to say is a fellow gradu- Vanderbilt graduate, I actually met him there when I started on radio. He was the editor of the newspaper called The Hustler. Skip Bayless, who likes to stir up things in his sh- discussions, sort of a, a argument-based show that he does with Shannon Sharp, this is what he said. And please... Uh, hear me out on this. this this is a quote when it comes to the quarterback of an nfl team you know this as well as i do better than i do it's the ultimate leadership position in sports am i right about that bayless said you're commend commanding an entire nfl franchise what's the roster at now 53 guys and they're all looking to you to be that ceo to be in charge of the football team because of all that i don't have sympathy for him going public with quote i got depressed i suffered depression early in covid to the point that i couldn't even go work out Look, he's the quarterback of America's team. And you know, and I know, this sport that you play, it's a dog-eat-dog. It's no compassion, no quarter given on the football field. If you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability to believe in you in the toughest spots, and it definitely can encourage others on the other side to come after you. You throw an interception, you're going to hear you depressed number four. Okay, so this, this, this stuff is, is just ridiculous. That sort of thing, you get sacked, how'd that feel? You're getting down about it. You just can't go public with it, in my humble opinion. Well, you know what? Skip Bayless needs some counseling. And I'd be glad to, to do a session with him, to educate him on his ignorance. That was pure stupidity, okay? Dak Prescott's brother committed suicide. He's hurting. He's sharing the fact that he's human. So what does Skip Bayless do? He goes out and insults him? Calls him weak? Really? That to me shows that Skip Bayless needs a lot of help. Quite frankly. You know, I've worked with football players, baseball players, soccer players, basketball players, hockey players. Tough guys. You know, the, the ideal guy in terms of an athlete. I've worked with Olympians. They have feelings. They have emotions. They cry. They laugh. They get depressed. Skip Bayless has been reamed all over the place because he was wrong. He was wrong to say that. So was Dak Prescott weak by admitting that he was hurting? No. It's a sign of strength. It's a sign of honesty. And to me, if he's the quarterback on my team, it's going to make me want to play harder for him because he's a human being and he cares. 
So I'd like to open up our phone lines. I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on this. If you are an athlete, are you entitled to share how you feel? If you're a coach, are you entitled to admit you're hurting? Yes, you are. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Do you think Dak Prescott showed a sign of weakness by admitting he was hurting about his brother committing suicide in light of the depression this country's under with the pandemic and everything else going on? You know, we've had protests about race. Now we have this whole scenario on the West Coast with these god-awful fires. So was it a sign of weakness? No, it was a sign of strength in my opinion, but I'd like to hear from you. If you are an athlete... Have you hurt before? Have you been hurting? Have you shared it with your teammates? Have you shared it with your coach? And how did that get dealt with? What feedback did you get? What response did you get? And if you're a coach, what would you do if you had an athlete reveal what Dak Prescott revealed? How would you handle it? And I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, you're a teacher, I'm sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist... With 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive, realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest, the National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov therightseat the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad. How do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? 
What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Olivia, from Washington. <clears throat> Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810WHB in Kansas City. Hope you're having a great morning. Today's topic is the scenario that happened this week regarding Dak Prescott and Skip Bayless. And as I shared in our opening segment, Skip Bayless just reamed Dak Prescott for being weak by admitting that he was depressed and had a lot of anxiety as a result of the pandemic, then his brother committing suicide. Skip Bayless is plain flat out wrong. Dak Prescott was not weak. In my opinion, it was a sign of strength by <clears throat> admitting, hey, I'm human. I'm hurting. He said it was a lack of leadership. I think it's the opposite. It's a sign of leadership. But I'd like to hear from you. If you're an athlete or you're a coach and you have an athlete who's hurting psychologically, do you address it? Do you ignore it? Do you just push them aside? How do you handle it? Like I said at the top of the show, I've been doing this now in my 40th year, actually kind of grad school, my 45th year of work. And I've dealt with professional athletes who've been suicidal before. I've dealt with professional athletes who've been severely depressed. Olympic athletes who, after their career was over as an Olympian, had to face the reality of quoting one Olympic cyclist said, said we were sitting on the beach after the 84 Olympics, after the cycling events were over. And he looked at me and he said, Andy, now what am I going to do? And he started to cry. This is a tough guy. All I've ever done is ride a bike. 
Now it's done. Well, we had talked about what's going to happen, and to this day, he runs a bike shop in the San Diego area. And he moved on, and he's done fine. He coached. He's done a lot of things. He used his experience to help him move on in, in life and have a career. We all have to deal with feelings, with emotions. And I don't care who you are. I mean, Dak Prescott is obviously in the public eye. Dallas, the Cowboys are, quote, America's team, although I would disagree with that being in Kansas City. I think the Chiefs are, but that's my own bias. Athletes may be tough, emotionally strong when it comes to competing, but they're still people. And where does it start? They start as kids, just like all of us, and they, they grow up, and maybe they physically are superior than a lot of us in their, their craft. But they still have to do with their emotions. Look at the NFL right now. And look at what happens to players when their careers end. Let's take Junior Sale for a moment. Junior Sale was one of the greatest linebackers to play the game. Grew up in San Diego. Went to USC. Ended up playing for the Chargers for the most bulk of his career except for a, a brief tenure with the Patriots where he won a Super Bowl, I believe. Retired. And then not long after he retired, he committed suicide. Now, there are a lot of reasons why that happened, but I listened to an interview with him. And it wasn't long after this interview that he killed himself. In the interview, he shared that he didn't know, what am I, I don't know what to do with myself. All I know is playing football. Well, he also had a family, he had kids. There were other things that he had. But what I heard was despair when I heard this interview. He was hurting. You see, we, tra we train to do what we do, whatever that is. And we put an in, in, intense amount of energy and time and commitment into it. If you're, if you're an NFL player, because I work with a number of them, they dedicate their life to training, to getting in shape, to being physically and psychologically strong. You know, when they strap it up and lace it up and go out on that field, especially at the NFL, you're the cream de la creme, you're the top, you're the best. You're the best of the best. You survived, you made it to the top. And then you're competing with everybody to play. You're competing to prove yourself. The average life of an NFL player is about three and a half years, I believe. That's not very long. You know, people say, oh, these guys make all this money. I was interviewed on a national talk show last year condemning athletes, football players, for speaking out about things because they're all millionaires. I'm like, no, they're not millionaires. Some of them are. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is almost a billionaire. But most NFL players last three to three and a half years, and a lot of them have injuries to deal with. A lot of, them, a lot of their careers end because of injuries. And they have to move on in life as the rest of us do. I've had many NFL players on this show over the years. Willie Lanier, Hall of Famer. Will Shields, Hall of Famer. They've talked about their careers after Willie Lanier's in investments. Will Shields owns, has, has developed a great fitness club. Will Shields, wonderful wife, wonderful kids, wonderful family man, wonderful person. Kelly Goodburn was on earlier this year. Punter formerly for the Chiefs and the Redskins. Punter for the Redskins when they won the Super Bowl. 
He's in investments. He's moved on. He's raised two kids, happily married. Do you know what the rate, the divorce rate for professional athletes is three years after they retire? It's 80 to 85%. 80 to 85%. So athletes have to deal with who they are, how they handle things, and how they react. National Suicide Prevention Day, September 10th. And here's Dak Prescott talking about his brother's suicide and Skip Bayless cuts him down for not being a leader. You know what I think a leader is? A leader is someone who's honest, who isn't afraid to confront adversity, isn't afraid to share how he feels and shows empathy to, uh, for others. We could get into politics on this show. We're not going to do that. But in my opinion, a true leader is someone who bears his or her soul to the people they care about because they expect that in return. A true leader is not afraid to open up to the people they play with and work with. All right, I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, if you're an athlete, was Dak Prescott weak for admitting he was hurting and depressed and had anxiety because his brother committed suicide in light of the pandemic on top of it all? Or was that a sign of strength? And I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts. Blake, my producer, who gets up every Sunday to be here with me, you played football. You tell us how you feel. So I was listening, <clears throat> I was listening to uh, Skip Bayless, the, the entire clip front to back, and, and he actually prefaced the clip by saying, you know, give me all the flack in the world. This is going to be my statement. But then, you know, in the middle of it, he actually relays, I think, something that maybe drove the statement itself in the fact that he had mentioned that he grew up in a, in a household that was soaked in alcohol. So I think this is maybe stems from Skip Bayless's own way that he personally and shannon sharp said this as well but he said that i think maybe where that statement came from is is how he would have dealt with it and then he portrayed that onto how he thinks dak should have done it i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs this is the sports psychology hour this is the sports psychology hour I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. 
One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist, this uh, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports, and today's topic is the issue that came up this week regarding Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, who admitted in an interview that he's been very depressed and anxious uh, as a result of the pandemic, but stemming from his brother's suicide in April, and he revealed this in a, in a very revealing interview this week, after which Skip Bayless, the controversial talk show host then, basically blasted him for being weak which I think is a sign of Skip Bayless's weakness. His job is to stir up controversy. That's what his show's about. But insulting someone 
especially in light of being at National Suicide Prevention Day on Thursday, was wrong. And uh, we'll get back to what uh, Blake and I were talking about here in a moment about what Skip Bayless said, because sounds like maybe he needs some therapy to deal with his issues. But let's go back to the phones first. So let's see what Smokey has to say. Smokey, good morning, Dr. Jacobs. How are you? Yeah, my name is Smokey Anderson, Kansas City. I think this is the third time I've been on. Yes, sir, you've called before. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I just turned 86. And uh, like I say, I uh, I was an athlete in rodeos for 60 years. That's right. You were, you were in the rodeo. I remember you sharing that with us before. Right. I was an athlete, and I also taught every event in rodeo. And uh, and as far as Jack uh, Prescott, I think anybody says he saw his way off base because I thought I was a pretty strong, tough guy riding bulls. But when I lost my mother, she had a hip operation, and she come out of the hip operation, then she caught pneumonia and died. I just had I I just had to quit for a while and concentrate on her more and then when I had a lot of friends which lifted me up and made me feel better by myself when I was around them and telling me you know, you'll come through it and when you come out of it Smokey you'll even be stronger than you was when you got hurt and well, that's exactly what happened. Well God love you Smokey for sharing this with us That that's a very revealing statement let me ask you something yeah did people call you weak and call you you know uh, not no. not not a leader because of that no because i've been a, a lead they knew that that i rodeoed in the rough stock for till i was 50 years old and they knew i faced death Every time I got on the bull. Well, any, anybody that rides a bull, anybody smoking, anybody that rides a bull has to be pretty mentally strong. Um, and I, and I some did, some people might question how mentally strong you are to do that because you could get killed. But nonetheless, you've got to be mentally strong if you're going to get on top of a bull and ride it around. And I'm assuming you got thrown quite a few times. I've had about ten different operations from bulls, but I never quit. I always got back on, and whenever I. One time I was in the hospital for six months, and I couldn't wait till I. That's why when I look at the uh, Steve uh, Smith from the Redskins, that all this, the pain and stuff he went through with that leg, and he still wanted to come back and try it again. And that's exactly with me. I was in the hospital. I was on the Navy rodeo team. I was in Pearl Harbor, and I drove my bronc. And when I got off of my bronc. I got uh, missed the pickup man and I fell down. The horse went over top of me and I broke my leg. I had a compound fracture in my arm and I was in the VA hospital for six months. And well, then I hurt my left hand. So when I come out, then I'm, I, they, I got my discharge and I went to the United States and, and got on the Rodeo Association there. I had to change hands and ride with my other hand so I had you got your balance in one side and when you change hands you got to have balance in the other side and so um, I, I went through that and that was, that was quite painful too well Smokey let me, let me let me interrupt you here you, you, you obviously 
understand physical pain and how to come back from it. And you obviously understand emotional pain and how to come back to it. And I think emotional pain is just as strong as physical pain. Well, so you're so pain, you're a so let me ask you this before we let you go here. I, and first of all, I, I want to thank you so much for calling and sharing this with us because. Oh yeah, I'll call back again. Like well, no, no, hold on, hold on. What what would you say to Skip Bayless if you could talk to him? Well, if I was going to talk to Skip Bayless, the first thing I would do is I would come on his level, and I'd want him to feel good and trust in me when I was talking to him and know that I was pulling on his side and I've been through the same thing and that it will come to pass and when you come out of it, you'll be strong. You're, you're, you mean that you're, talk, you're talking about Dak Prescott, not Skip Bailey. I'm talk, I, want, I want to know from you, Smokey, what would you say to the, the sportscaster who insulted him? What would you say to him? I, I would say that... That he was way out of place, and that he had to be pretty weak himself to say something that, or either that, or not understand what the football is all about. There you go, Smokey. Listen, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate you calling the show, and uh, you're one one hell of a tough guy. So thank you, sir. Thank you very well, much. God bless you. I love talking on your show, and God bless your family and stay well. Well, you too, Bye. sir. Take care. Thank you for calling. All right, I, you, you can't get any better than that. 86-year-old man who rode bulls for a living. Was that Pearl Harbor? No. What a guy. But, but this, 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 this guy, there you go. Okay, so Dak Prescott's weak, Skip Bayless. Well, you know what? Let, uh, why don't you have a conversation with Smokey Anderson, Skip Bayless, and we'll see, we'll see who the, the, the definition of weak is. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Love to hear from you. What is mental strength it's the ability to express and share how you feel it's the ability to be open you know 40 50 years ago it wasn't right for athletes to talk about their weaknesses today it is a sign of strength and leadership when you talk about how you feel we've seen in the last several years starting with kevin love Admitting he had a panic attack. Michael Phelps talking about all his issues with, with alcohol and depression. I wonder what Skip Bayless would say about Michael Phelps. Would he call him a because he's admitted that he had a drinking issue and he was depressed? Okay. See, I think when you have someone insulting somebody like that, that's a projection of their own issues. And it sounds like Skip Bayless has some issues he's got to deal with for not understanding that. If you are in the world of sports as a competitor, as a coach, you're still a human being. You still have feelings. You still have emotions. You can laugh and you can cry just like anybody else. You know, I spent years working with the Kansas City Royals. I had my own locker in the locker room. I saw, you know, some of the greatest athletes in Kansas City baseball history, Bo Jackson, George Brett, Tom Gordon, Brett Saberhagen. I saw these people. They're human beings. Frank White, Willie Wilson, John Mayberry. Later on, with the, the, the Royals that won the World Series, I, I was there a couple years before they won the World Series. I got to know a lot of these people. They're people. Human beings 
have emotions. And just because you play a sport doesn't mean you don't have feelings. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'd like to hear from you. If you're an athlete, you've been depressed, you've had anxiety before, did you share it with your teammates? Did you share it with your coach? If you're a coach, did you share it with your team? It's a sign of strength, not weakness. Give me a call. Let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. 
I'm here every week, and today's topic has been an interesting one. It's in response to the comments this week from Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and then Sports Talk host Skip Bayless. Dak Prescott admitted in an interview that he suffers from depression and anxiety in the pandemic and after his brother Jay's committed suicide. A very revealing interview where he bared his soul and shared how he felt. Skip Bayless then came out on his controversial talk show and for all practical purposes insulted him for being weak. Skip Bayless has been getting reamed across the board. He tried to talk back the comments the next day, but the damage was done. I mentioned earlier, you know, I started my 40th year of work this past week, and I've worked with athletes at all levels of sport. Tough, tough people. Physically tough people. Their emotions aren't any different than you and me. I've had a six foot six, 360 pound nose tackle sit in my office and cry. He's a tough guy, believe me. He is a tough man. One of the nicest people I've ever met, too. Sat and cried about how he felt. I said, any of your teammates ever seen you cry before? He said, not many, just a couple. But I'm not embarrassed about it. You know why I wouldn't embarrass? Because he knows it's okay. If you're an athlete, yes, we, we talk about physical toughness and mental toughness but one of the key issues with all this is mental balance if you play football you're supposed to be a tough guy play hockey you're supposed to be a tough guy play soccer you're supposed to be a tough guy we talk about physical strength and mental strength but it has to be balanced along the way with human emotion and feelings I hope all of you love your families. And if something happened to someone in your family as tragically as Dak Prescott's brother taking his own life, how would you not be depressed or be down in the dumps? Especially in light of the world right now. There's so much anxiety and pressure and stress with everything going on. You know, Schools are getting started, but are they going to work? Is it going to be hybrid? Is it going to be in person? Is it going to be online? Schools are shutting down. Colleges are shutting down in-person classes because of the pandemic. We're seeing so much pressure and stress right now across the board. And mental health is now being talked about. It's important to share how you feel. If you're scared, if you're hurting, it's okay to talk about it. And if you're the point guard, the quarterback, the catcher, the goalie, it's okay. Your teammates are going to respect you more for talking about how you feel. And you're going to be better off by talking about how you feel than if you keep it in. For years, we've seen this impression in our society that strong people don't share weaknesses. Strong people don't share how they feel. It's a sign of strength to share how you feel. Now, if you're hurting, you need to talk about it. You need to deal with it. That's why there are people like me around. 
And just because an athlete's physically tough doesn't mean that they can't be mentally weak. Blake, what do you want to say about that? Well, I think I think you kind of bring up a good point in the fact that you have to be able to tell how you feel. And at the same time, I think there is a big difference between maybe complaining like, oh, practice is too hard, or oh, I get, I'm, I'm bruised and I hurt a little bit after games and I want to complain about that. That That is in a, in a realm of, okay, everybody gets to complain about that equally, so therefore it's not really worth complaining about because I, like you, wake up on a, as a football player, I mean, um, I wake up just like you every single day. I Go to the same practice you do every day. I have to deal with the same coaches you do every day. I don't want to hear about you complaining, oh, oh, oh. this is a totally different case. Of, this has nothing to do with that. That's this what, has that's to, what this I'm has saying. This has to do with human emotion. That's what I'm saying. And, and no, I know. I know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the point. And, so, and I think that in regards to this, okay, I think this could be, you know, look, our, our caller Smokey, God, God love him, 86 years old, a former professional bull rider. He brought up Alex Smith. You know, you look at how Alex Smith has come back and made the Washington Redskins team, and after all those multiple god-awful surgeries, I watched the uh, show about how he came back, and they showed his leg. I mean, I, I grew up, my father was a physician. I worked in a hospital. I've seen pretty much everything, so it didn't freak me out, but I know it freaked out a lot of people. I've talked to him. I said, oh, my God, his leg. I mean, you saw the inside of his leg. I mean, Alex Smith, when he was here, I thought the guy, I mean, I, I never met him. I've worked with several players who played with him. They all respect him. They all loved him. They said he was a great leader. I mean, you hear what Patrick Mahomes said about him. You know, they draft Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith is here. He knows, well, my days are numbered. Instead of moaning and complaining, what did he do? He helped guide Patrick Mahomes to become a quarterback in this league. And, and Patrick Mahomes has credited Alex Smith as much as his parents for helping him be, be as strong as he is along with other people. Okay, that's the consummate professional. And Alex Smith was willing to share his story, let people see how he came back. Human emotion, human feelings are so important, more so now than ever, in light of the scenario we're in in life today. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of stress out there in life. And, you know, let's face it. If you're an athlete, you may not be able to play your sport because of the pandemic. Because your teammates may be infected. There may be people that are infected. Every, every day we're seeing games being canceled. At, you know, there are all these college football games now being canceled that are scheduled to play because people are testing positive. A couple more base, Major League Baseball games were canceled this weekend because some players in, in the Padres organization tested positive. It's, gonna ha- it's going to continue happening until you know, there's a vaccine and this is taken care of and we don't know when that's going to be. So there's a lot of trepidation, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of fear. And when someone in your family is hurting and you talk about it and you talk about how it bothers you, I think you have, you have, your teammates are going to come to your defense and rally around you, not call you weak. And in my opinion, that's where Skip Bayless got it all wrong. Insulting Dak Prescott probably fueled strength in the Dallas Cowboys team, to be honest with you. I think it probably will make those players even stronger to rally around Dak Prescott. I know if I was on a team and I heard one of my teammates share that, I'd go up and give him a hug and tell him I love him and, hey, I'm here for you. Because that's what it's about. Even if I played on another team, even if I played 
I think they're playing the Rams this weekend. After the game, then you can't go up and hug somebody anymore. But if I was a Rams player, I'd go up to Dak Prescott and tell him I admire him for sharing how he felt. Because you know what? His admittance of that probably helped someone somewhere. Thinking if a tough guy like Dak Prescott can talk about the fact that he's depressed and he's suffering anxiety, he went and talked to somebody, I can do it too. Because that's what this is all about. It's about how we feel, how we react, and how we respond. This show is a talk show. I talk about communication on this show. And communication today is blocked in a lot of ways. Yes, we can communicate, but you know, face. there's the best way to communicate is face-to-face. But we have, obviously, phones. We have text messages. We have emails. We have FaceTime, Zoom. We have all these, all these ways to communicate that are not face-to-face in person. And in person, you get the physical part. There's the sharing, the emotion. And you know what? It's healthy. It's healthy to talk about how you feel. And if you're really hurting, and if you're suffering from anxiety or stress or just down, you're depressed, find a therapist, find someone to talk to, and deal with it. That's what Dak Prescott did. And I'll bet he's a hell of a lot better off now than he was before. So shame on you, Skip Bayless, for insulting him. Because in my opinion, that's showing your weakness by not understanding that human emotions affect everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. They're podcasted on my website, winnersunlimited.com. They're also on Apple, Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. I would encourage you to have a teammate listen to what we talked about today and listen to Smokey, our caller, 86-year-old man, former professional bull rider who talked about his feelings. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. My website is winnersunlimited.com. You can send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com, W-I-N-N-E-R-S. My website, as I said, winnersunlimited.com. My phone number is 816-561-5556. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio.
Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.